We're glad to be here once again at home church, at our home church, praise the Lord, Impact Life Church. And uh, something that we have done, you know, since we've been going uh, with Cross Canada prayer meetings, we always start out a meeting by asking everybody just to stand up because I'm, you know, we stand on guard for our nation. Amen. So as that symbol, would you mind standing up just one more time, standing on guard for a nation as we pray for our nation one more time with a bill right with you, dear precious father, we are so thankful to live in this nation of Canada. And like you said, just like you said in your word that first of all, prayers and supplication and intercession and thanksgiving be made for all men, especially for those who are in authority, for kings, for all those who are in authority. And so, Father God, we pray for our prime minister. We pray for every premier of every province. We pray for every mayor of every city and city council for this city as well. We pray for every single one of them we ask you for the wisdom of God to be imparted to them in such a way that we will stand up stand on guard for righteousness because we know that righteousness will exalt this nation and so as we know that this nation was established on God's word on your word that he shall have dominion from sea to sea so we stand on guard for that promise and we thank you that your authority will reign through the church we as the church will show principalities and powers in high places your wisdom and so we thank you that we are living in days that authority wealth finances and everything is being stripped away from those who have usurped that power and it is going to be once again established to the rightful people to the church of the living God in these last days in Jesus name Amen and Amen praise the Lord you may be seated we stand on guard for our, our nation, we've been blessed and privileged, you know, over the last couple of weeks to go to Atlantic Canada, where we were in PEI, we were in Charlottetown, which is really the cradle of our country, amen, that's where it began, and they take their prayer for our nation very serious, I'm, I'm honored to say, we had a meeting, you know, on Canada Day weekend, and so usually that's a time when everybody travels and goes all over the place. But we had about a hundred people out to come and pray. I think that's really good, including we're pastors as well. Praise the Lord. So we prayed, you know, we had a prayer meeting specifically on Canada Day for our, for our nation. Amen. Uh, and then we, you know, did some, some other meetings, other type of meetings around in the Atlantic prom uh, provinces, promises, provinces. And uh, then we did another meeting with some pastors, uh, especially cross Canada prayer meetings with pastor in Moncton, New, New Brunswick as well. And uh, so after that meeting, they decided that they're going to launch a monthly prayer meeting on purpose to pray with everybody for our nation. How many of you know that's a good thing? Amen. So we were blessed and honored, you know, to, uh, to represent Impact Canada well, because that's what we want to do. Amen. We want to be here to bring the word 
uh, and, you know, can connect with other ministries, churches, ministers, everybody who has an interest in seeing God move in these last days. Now, there's different reasons you could pray for a nation. Usually people say, you know, when we let them know, we pray for our nation. While everybody usually says, well, Canada needs a lot of prayer. Now, you can pray from that level. You can pray for people because you see a need. Isn't that right? But how many of you know there's a higher call, right, than just seeing a need? How many of you know there is a divine destiny on our, on our nation? There's a, there's a divine call on our nation. And I believe that we pray accordingly. If we pray accordingly, then people will pick up on the fact that there is a specific call uh, that needs to be answered. Amen. And the only way that you can answer that call is when you begin, when we begin as the people of God to pray for, for, for our nation. That way you can leave politics aside, right? You can't, you know, you don't have to talk about people. You don't have to talk about what you like and what you don't like, what you agree with, what you don't agree with. Let's talk about the fact that there is a specific call on this nation. And it doesn't just happen. It's going to be prayed out. Amen. And you know, just like uh, in the Old Testament, uh, because sometimes people think about prayer for a nation. Well, that's too big of a, that's, that's too big of an item to be praying for and seeing a change. But how many of you know, you know, God was only looking for a man to, to stand in the gap for a nation. So it only takes one person who is serious and totally sold out to seeing a nation change. It doesn't take a whole lot of people. It just takes one, one man. Now, I, I believe he's found not just one man, but people in our nation. Amen. All right. So all that is free. <laughs> That's just to give you uh, an update on what we've been doing for the last couple of weeks. Praise the Lord. Just want to uh, talk to you because this month we're talking specifically about prayer. And in this session, you know, in this session, in this month, I would like to talk to you about praying to get results. Amen. And as we will see, we're going to specifically focus on the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith. Now, praying to get results, I want to start out with uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18. It reads like this, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Would you agree with me when it talks about all prayer, you could say all kinds or all types of prayers. As a matter of fact, if you read the Amplified Bible, that's exactly what it says. Uh, uh, praying always with all kinds, with all manner, or, or with all types of prayer. So I'm sure you can quickly see that there are different types of prayer. Amen. Just like there are different types of sports, there are different types of prayer. So you can't just, you know, take sports, put it all in a bag, shake it up real good and just throw it out there and say, okay, let's talk about sports. Because if you, you know, if you want to talk about sports, it would be sometimes helpful to take one sport and find out what the rules are. Amen. How many of you know, you cannot really play soccer with football rules. If you try to play soccer, even on a football field, 
right? And you would try to play it with football rules. I mean, it, you know, you get hopelessly lost. First of all, you know, you're always dealing with lines. <laughs> you got linesmen, you got linebackers, you got all these lines across the, uh, just across the field. What are you going to do with those lines? Even the referees got all these lines on their shirts, all these stripes on their shirts. I mean, if you're a soccer player, they look like uh, escape prisoners, right? So you can't really, uh, you can't really play soccer with football rules. Well, if that's true, then you may as well know this. Uh, there are different rules when you pray as well. There's different rules. So you can't just, you know, talk about prayer without talking about the different rules that go along with that prayer. So here you got, you know, you got the prayer of intercession. You got the prayer of supplication. You got the prayer of thanksgiving. I just mentioned that in First Kings uh, or First Timothy chapter 2, where you pray for all kings and then it lists uh, the different, some prayer at least. Uh, you got the prayer of thanksgiving. You've got the, the prayer of, of dedication, for instance, which Normally, many times, it can finish with, if it be your will. If you dedicate yourself to the Lord, you should finish that prayer with, if it be your will. You remember Jesus prayed that way, if it be your will. But how many of you know, you cannot pray every prayer. For instance, you cannot pray the prayer of faith and finish off with, if it be your will. It just doesn't work that way. So we have to be conscious of this very thing that just like there are different sports with different rules there are different types of prayer with different rules as well so we need to be knowledgeable about those different rules and to really talk about you know to 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 really illustrate what i want to tell you is if you go with me to the book of james chapter one and let's just read uh, chapter 1 verses 5 through 7 it reads like this if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and abrades not and it shall be given him but let him ask in faith nothing wavering for he who wavers is like the wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. So in context, James is talking, you know, I'm just going to paraphrase it for you. The context is, you know, maybe uh, you're going through a hard time. Maybe you're, you know, you're dealing with some obstacles. Maybe you're being tested. Maybe you're being tried. Maybe you're going through a storm. If that's the case, you may, you may be in need of some wisdom to get you through that tough time. Amen. You don't have to just, you know, suck it up and just hope to the end, you know, that everything is going to be okay. No, no, no. You can pray for wisdom to help you get out of the situation that you're in. So that's why James says, uh, you know, if any of you lack that wisdom, you can ask of God. Let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally. You know what that means? He gives you more than enough. The reason why He gives you more than enough is because He is. God is more than enough. Can you say Amen? Amen. amen. He's still El Shaddai, not El Chippo. 
<laughs> he is still the one who will give you over and above what you're even able to contain. Amen. So that's who God is. He gives to all men which would include you liberally. And He abrades not, meaning this. He's not going to make fun of you when you're asking Him. He's not going to hold back and just, you know, make, make, make it a small deal. God is really interested in helping you. Amen. Amen. That's what you got to know about God. But then notice that, let, you know, it, it doesn't just say, let him pray. Amen. It didn't say that. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally, and abrades not, and it shall be given him. Now, if just prayer by itself would do the trick, most people would be in much better shape than they are now, if it's just prayer. But notice what James says. Amen. He's going to qualify. He is going to make a big deal about how to ask. What does he say? But let him ask. What's the next words? In faith. But let him ask. In faith. I'm going to do this again. <laughs> but let him ask. In faith. One more time. But let him ask. In faith. That tells me there are different ways you could ask something. Amen. If he says, let him ask of God, and then he qualifies it by saying, but you know, don't just ask, but ask in faith. That tells me there are different dispositions you could pray from. Is that right? You could pray, for instance, out of fear. How I mean, you know a lot of people pray out of fear? Dear God, help us out. Because if you don't help us out, if you're not going to do anything, if you don't show up, we're all going to go down. We're all going to drown. Have you ever heard somebody pray that way? If you haven't prayed it, somebody else will have prayed it. We have record in the Bible. His Jesus followers prayed that way. Don't you care that we're going going down? Well. Uh, Obviously not, because he's laying in the back. He's sleeping, because he already gave the word, let's go over. He never said anything about, let's go halfway across the lake and then sink. <laughs> he said, let's go over to the other side. So that's the last thing that he said. That's what he acted on. But his followers didn't know anything about that. Right? So that's why the Bible specifically says, let him ask in faith. Because once again, there are different dispositions that you could pray from. There's different platforms you could pray from. You could ask because of fear. Sometimes people pray because they're just desperate. Is that right? Sometimes people pray because they're just such a great need. And they try to impress God by how great the need is. And they, they think, you know, the, the more we can let him know that really this is a big deal, the more or the quicker he will answer that prayer. But have you ever found that's not the case? Amen. What's, what's going to get the job done? What's going to get you the wisdom that you need? Not just prayer by itself. But it says specifically, let him pray or let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he who wavers is like the sea tossed and fro. 
right? Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Amen. Now, you know, when we went to, uh, to Bible school, I believe it was, yeah, Bible school, you know, they had all these special parking places for special people, you know, the instructors and the people who had something to do. They had all these little signs and it said really clear, thou shalt not park here. <laughs> the next one you go over, thou shalt not park here. But then there was one place for the prophet of God, for Brother Hagen. It says, don't even think about parking here. <laughs> so that was even stronger, right? So that's the same thing. <laughs> if you're not going to pray in faith, don't, don't even think that you're going to get something from God if you don't pray in faith. I don't know about you, but that brings me to the point, I want to know what it's like to pray in faith. I don't want to just pray when the Bible specifically tells me to pray in faith in order to get what I'm looking for. And if it's wisdom, it'd be something else as well. Amen. Because how many of you know, uh, wisdom is one of the many promises of God that has been granted to us. So if you need wisdom, you need faith. But I would submit to you everything else, all the other promises of God, which are yes and amen to the glory of God. You would have to get them in the very self-same way. Would you agree with that? So prayer by itself is not going to get the job done. As a matter of fact, I believe at the end of the message, I believe you will be able to say with me, you know, often you read it or you hear it, you may even have it like a plaque on your wall, prayer changes things. Uh-uh. Not true. Prayer has the potential to change things. But if you want things changed, you're going to have to pray specifically the prayer of faith. It's the prayer of faith that changes things. Can you say amen? Alright? Okay, so I've got you on, on board so far. Let's take it a step further. Let's talk about healing. The same book of James which tells us that you have to pray in faith in order to receive wisdom is the same book that will tell you exactly how you can get healing guaranteed. Wouldn't that be nice? Guaranteed healing through the prayer of faith. James chapter 5 verses 14 through 15. Notice what he says. Is any sick among you? Now isn't that interesting? See in the early church it was a question. Now you know in the, in the modern day church it's a fact. You know in the modern day church you would have to say for all those who are sick among you. For all those who are sick. See in the early church it was still an option to be sick. Is any sick among you? you know, with, with other words, it could be that way. It doesn't have to be that way, but it could be that way. Now, if it is that way, this is what you do. If you can't help yourself anymore. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Now notice verse 15. And the prayer of faith, the, the, the thing is the kind of, that's, 
hard on the eyes. <laughs> and the prayer of faith, notice what it says, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he has committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. Can you see that? What does the Bible says? The prayer of faith shall save the sick. Well, that might mean this, that any other prayer might kill him. Isn't that right? Just prayer for the sick is no guarantee that the sick is going to get well. Would you agree with that? It's a good thing to be praying, right? Because I'm not saying that, you know, you're not opening up some doors, some portals for, for, for God to step in, because there's different ways that He can heal. I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not doubting that. I'm not limiting God. He can do anything He wants to. But if you want a guarantee... And I don't know about you, but I'd like some guarantees. Right? The Bible tells us that all things are possible to God. Right? But the same Bible also tells us this. All things are possible to him who what? Believes. Now, it didn't say that all things are definite to him who believes. All things are possible. Now, in order for those things to go from a possibility to a guarantee, we have to do exactly what the Word says. Would you agree with that? Amen. So, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save or heal the sick. The prayer of faith. With other words, if you pray any other prayer, even though it might be good, and I'm not saying that's, you know, that you're not going to get anything, but if you want to guarantee healing, you're going to have to pray the prayer of faith. Could it be that many people have died needlessly because they didn't know how to pray the prayer of faith? Is that right? Yeah. Need, many people have died needlessly because they did not know how to pray the prayer of faith. I've talked to people and they have gone, they've gone to some of the best healing evangelists. <laughs> they've gone to some of the best healing churches to be prayed for, but they never got to the place that they believed that they received. How I many you know that's very important? Praise the Lord. So, what does the prayer of faith look like? I, I want to know. If the prayer of faith shall save the sick, I don't know about you, but I become very interested in the prayer of faith. I would want to know what it sounds like. I would want to know what it looks like. I would want to know everything specifically about the prayer of faith. Do I have anybody else who's interested in them? Amen. There's a few amens, a few hands went up, a few grunts. <laughs> Always wonderful to hear. <laughs> Amen. If you're not interested, I am. I'm interested. So even if I would be preaching it to myself, I'd make myself very happy once again this morning. <laughs> so I want to know what it sounds like. So if you, um, let, let me give you just some, some simple characteristics of the, the prayer of faith. Again, 
we have different types of prayer. Right? You can have the intercessory type of prayer. You know, usually on a Tuesday afternoon when we pray from 12 till 1, you know, usually we pray for bigger things. We're not necessarily praying for personal needs, although that may happen, but usually we pray for other people. How many of you know you cannot pray the prayer of faith for other people? Unless you get their agreement. To, to, to go along with it. You cannot just pray for someone to get saved. Right? Unless you have their agreement. Now you can pray other things. You can pray for our Heavenly Father to send laborers on their path. Right? On, on the path of someone who's not saved yet. That's a, that is a good prayer. But you cannot just pray and say, Lord, I want that person to be saved. And in Jesus' name, I claim that. You can't do that unless you have their agreement to, to go along with it. Amen. So we have to become accurate with what the Word says. And that's where I want to start. Characteristic of the prayer of faith. Num number one, the prayer of faith always receives what God has promised. Right? You can't go outside of the promise of God. You can't. Amen. What did He promise you? Amen. If you go by the promises of God, and how many you know there's a lot of them? Right? There's a lot of them. He has promises for your family to be saved. That's a good one. Right? For your family to be saved. If you believe in the Lord, then you and your family, you and your household will be saved. That's, that's, a, that's a promise. Does that make sense to you? Right? So there's lots of promises in the scriptures that you can stand on. Number two, you have to know what the will of God is. So the will of God must be, uh, must be what? Established. Must be established before you can pray the prayer of faith. Now notice what a lot of people do. Right? Not, not in this church. I, I, for, for a fact, not in this church. But probably in other churches. This is what people do. They have a problem. They pray. They ask God to make some changes. And then they wait for something to change. And if it does not change, then they, then they basically deduct from whatever has happened that must have been God's will. Right? You know, we prayed for so-and-so to be healed. Well, that person did not, not get healed. That person died. So, for some unknown, mysterious reason, it must be God's will for that person to die. Because, you know, we prayed. But again, from what we just read, right? From what we just read, if prayer by itself would get the job done, we would get a lot more and a lot better results. But the Bible didn't say that just prayer is going to get the job done, but the prayer of faith is going to get the job done. I'm hoping that I get you excited about this. <laughs> so God's will must be established before you can even pray the prayer of faith. If you don't know what the will of God is, you're going to have to dig into the Word until you know for yourself, this is the Bible. This is the Word of God. This is my final authority and pray accordingly. Number three, you cannot, like I just said, you cannot pray the prayer of faith for someone else unless you have what? Their permission 
and their agreement. I can't just walk into your house, ring the doorbell, you open up the door, and I walk in and start changing the furniture, right? Put in a new stove for you, although some of you wouldn't mind that perhaps. <laughs> you know, all I'm saying with this, I can't just barge in and just do as I please. I can't, unless I have your agreement. So that's the same thing with the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith is for you personally. It'll change you and the circumstances you are in. Now you can pray the prayer with someone else if they will agree with you. Amen. So number four, it always finishes with, I believe that I receive and never ever with your will be done. Now this is a big deal. Right, Because I've talked to so many people over the years and they think that you have to pray every prayer by saying, Lord, if it be your will. I prayed with many people and tried to explain to them, it's impossible for me to pray the prayer of faith with you for healing unless you believe, unless you know that you know that you know that's God's will for you. You can't just pray, Lord, heal that person if it be your will. When you don't know what the will is, you got to go back to the Word. you got to go back to the Scriptures to, to decide that for yourself. It's in the Word, but you have to know that for yourself. Amen. It's not enough for me to tell you. Amen. You're going to have to dig the Word for yourself until it becomes real and relevant in your spirit. Amen. I can, I, can, I can give the information to you, but I cannot bring the revelation of that to your spirit. That's the Holy Spirit's job. But at least I can get you on the right track by telling you this is what the Word says. Amen. All right. All right. So the prayer of faith never finishes with, if it be your will, but always finishes with, I believe that I receive. So the prayer of faith really is a bold prayer that changes things, it changes circumstances, and it changes undesirable outcomes. Amen. But while it's changing that, guess what? It's changing you as well. Amen. Now to even go further into this, we've heard from James, would it be good for us to hear about Jesus, what he had to say about the prayer of faith? Would that help? Amen. Amen. So let's go to the Gospel of Mark chapter 11. You know uh, the context of what I'm going to talk to you about. Jesus, you know him and his disciples, they went from one place from Beth Page. They were going to go to the temple. They're going to do some work. And on their way, Jesus was hungry. He saw a fig tree with leaves indicating, you know, when a fig tree has leaves, it usually indicates there's got to be some fruit on there, even though it was not the time of fruit yet. So he walked up there and he checked it out and there were no, free, no, no figs on the tree. So he cursed it. I mean, you know, curse, when he cursed it doesn't mean he, you know, he's cursing. He's swearing at the thing. Let me clear, clear that up because people don't always know that. You know, I heard a story one time of this well-known well uh, evangelist and he got somebody born again. He just got out of jail from doing drugs and being a drug dealer. And he wanted, you know, to get him involved in ministry. And he told him, he said, you know, okay, now you go over to that person. You lay hands on her and you curse that cancer. He said, you want me to curse that cancer? 
said, yeah, oh, he wants you to curse at cancer. He didn't know any bad. He said, he walked up to her, laid hands on her, said, damn you, cancer. <laughs> so, so we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're not talking about that. We're, 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 we're talking about uh, saying something that will cause something to not get results or bear fruit. So what did Jesus do? He cursed the fig tree and told the fig tree from now on, from here on out, no man is ever going to eat fruit of you. And his disciples heard it. Meaning this, he was not shy about it. He wasn't shy about it. How many of you know faith is not shy? Praise the Lord. Faith is a, is a bold statement. Praise the Lord. So they went over to, to the temple, cleaned up the Pharisees' mess. <laughs> they came by on back in the evening on the way back when they went to Bethphage again. Uh, nothing changed. You know, they see the same fig tree. Nothing had changed. But the next day, 24 hours later from the incident where Jesus cursed the fig tree, they walked by again. And now Peter notices something. He said, whoa, Jesus. You know, that, that tree that you cursed yesterday, the tree that you cursed yesterday, you know, is dead. And so what did Jesus do? Did he look and say, well, you know, uh, that's just for messiahs like me. <laughs> that's not for you guys. You know, you guys are just plain fishermen. Stick around me, you'll learn something, but you'll never be able to do what I did. So what Jesus said, no. He said, have faith in God. Or have the God kind of faith. The margin will tell you. Have faith like God has faith. For whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea. Shall not doubt in his heart, but believe that the things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. Therefore, now this is where I want to get you to. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, for this reason, because of what I just told you. Because of, you could say, because of the law of faith, this is why you need to pray the prayer of faith. I'm paraphrasing it for you. Therefore, he said, I say unto you, what things ever do you desire when you pray? When you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have. Let me say that one more time. This is the prayer of faith. Jesus gave it to us. He said, therefore, what things soever you desire. Ooh, pretty potent, isn't it? He didn't say, whatever God wants you to have. Now, that's part of it, don't get me wrong. But he made it stronger. He said, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive. And you shall have. Amen. Now, let me make this real clear to you by asking you some questions. So I want you to go on record. Is that all right? I'm going to ask you the question. What did Jesus say you shall have? What did Jesus say you shall have? Did he say you shall have what you desire? No. <laughs> no. He didn't say that. He did not say that you shall have what you desire. He didn't say that. Didn't even come close to saying that. Did he say you shall have 
what you pray for. I know some of you have gotten a little bit gun shy now. <laughs> but no, Jesus did not say that. He did not say you shall have what you pray for. He didn't say that. Is that right? Once you go on record, is that right? He did not say that you will have what you desire. Now you can have what you desire. But it's not a guarantee. He did not say you will have what you desire. Neither did he say you will have what you pray for. Is that right? I'm making you think, I hope. Are you with me? You will not have what you desire. He didn't say you will have what you pray for. Did he say you will have what you're believing for? No. <laughs> he didn't say that. Sorry. Sorry, but you know what? I'm kind of glad that you, that you are saying, even if it, you know what? If you said yes and it's wrong, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because I'm, I'm trying to get the point across. He didn't say what you believe. He did not say you shall have what you desire. He did not say you shall have what you pray for. He did not say what you're believing for. He said you shall have those things the things that you desire when you believe that you receive the things when you pray for when you when you pray is that right can you see the difference no okay oh javen says no okay I'll, javen <laughs> Once again, once again, I, I don't think this is hurtful. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to go over again. Javen said no. You know, he's jokingly said no, but it's probably no. <laughs> but there's more people like Javen, perhaps. I mean, it, it could easily be. could easily be. So, you know, there, there's no right or wrong answers. This is, this is church. Right? I mean, this is the place to learn. Can't learn it here. You're not going to learn it, you know, at 7-Eleven. <laughs> Amen. So you may as well learn it here. Did Jesus say, He said this, Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have. Did Jesus say that you shall have what you prayed for? No. You could, but that's not a guarantee. He said you shall have them. A guarantee. You shall have them. It's a guarantee. Isn't that right? But he did not say you will have those things that you desire. He did not say you shall have the things that you pray for or are praying about. He did not say you shall have the things you're believing for. He did not say that. If that were the truth, all of us would be in much better shape than we are at this moment. Amen? A lot of people would be healed a lot quicker <laughs> but there's one little catch there's one little catch Jesus said you shall have those things that you desire if you believe that you receive when you pray if you what if you believe that you receive when you pray that's the prayer of faith. You believe 
that you receive. So it's outside of the realm of if it be your will. That has to be established up front. Is that right? This is not, this is, this is the Bible again. This is the confidence. First John chapter 5 verses 14 and 15. This is the confidence or the boldness that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we believe or if we know that He has heard us, then we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. What's John saying? This is the confidence. How many want some confidence when you pray? Right? Have you ever prayed and said, Dear God, I sure don't know if, this hap if anything is happening here. Right? I've heard people say, you know, it felt like my prayers are not even hitting the ceiling. Well, they don't have to <laughs> hit the ceiling. You know, because it's, it's not just going up, it's what you believe you've, you've received. Isn't that right? You know, I've heard people say, well, I just, you know, I just bombarded the gates of heaven. Well, why would you do that? I mean, they're already open. <laughs> you don't have to blow anything up. Isn't that too bad, Josh? Wouldn't it be nice if you had come blow something up in heaven? <laughs> Amen. Josh is just known for blowing things up and, and coming out alive. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to bomb, bombard the gates of heaven. <laughs> Amen. You know, you don't have, your prayers don't need to hit the ceiling. You know, when you pray for yourself, when you pray the promises, all you need to do is believe that you receive and you shall have. You believe that you receive when you pray and you shall, you shall have. It's no longer in the realm of it's possible. It's you shall have those things. Amen. All right. So let me ask you the next question. When will you have those things? When will you have those things? The things you shall have them. When will you have those things? When you, when you desire them? No. When you pray? Uh-uh. <laughs> you shall have those things after you believe that you receive. Not just after you believe in them. Like I, I believe the promises of God. Right? Like many people believe the promises of God are true. Great. That's a great statement. At least, you know, you're on, you're on, you're on the right track. <laughs> but if you want those promises to become yours, you're going to have to say, I believe that I receive. Amen. As a matter of fact, you know, I've, I've had people say, you know, I've had people say, how can I word it? Praise the Lord. People who were at death's door, really, you know, people who were at death's door, you know, they were not able to connect. Right? Because that happens at times. You know, not, not everybody who just prays, you know, gets what they want. Unless you do this. And as I remember, several people have told me that. One, one person, you know, told me that, you know, he, she said to me, Pastor John, please, please, you know, I've, I was not able to get it right. But let people know that when they pray, you got to believe that you receive. You know, you could go to the best healing evangelist. Right now, don't, don't get me wrong, there's other ways to get healing. 
right? There's the gifts of healings, there's the working of miracles, there's the gift of faith. There's a, there's a numerous, numerous amount of ways that you can receive healing. But one of the ways, and I would say be a main way for Jesus to get healing into the body, into his body, is through, through the prayer of faith. Through the prayer of faith. But if you pray the prayer of faith, then you must believe that you receive. Not just pray, not just desire, not just hope that it's going to be that way. Amen. Not just pray by itself, but pray in faith. Nothing wavering. Meaning this, because you believe that you receive. When will you have those things? You will have those things after you believe that you receive. Makes sense? After you believe that, that you receive. So, in closing, let me just give you a few hints. Right? To help you, you know, to help you pray the prayer of faith. So many things I could say. You know, so many things I, I could say. But number, number one. Number one, find scriptures. Not just a scripture. Right? That covers your case. But find numerous scriptures that will cover your your case that will cover your circumstance. Number two, meditate those scriptures until you know for yourself, until you are con convinced within yourself that it is the will of God for you to have that thing that you desire. Now to meditate does not mean you stand on your head against the wall and let everything fall out. Yeah. Right? It, meditation does not mean that you just let, let go of things. Right? You know, we often talk about it. You got to let go of stuff. That's true. But the best way for us to get, to get rid of stuff is by filling ourselves up with the right stuff. Right? Let, you know, let's say if you have a, if you have a, um, you know, some type of a glass filled with water, let's say the water is the bad stuff, you know. Well, what happens if you put in the good stuff? Eventually, it will take over the bad stuff. Is that right? Amen. So that would be the same thing with to, with to meditate. If there's a bunch of stuff in you that's not right, you know, rather than just dumping things out, because most of the time, you know, you don't even know what to dump out. Is that right? Just fill yourself with good things. Fill yourself with the Word. Right? Meditate. And to meditate again, does not just think, but it means to say things to yourself. Because you know, you believe you more than anyone else. <laughs> Amen. You believe you more than anyone else. So why not fill yourself with the word and just begin to speak it? Amen. That's what it means to, to meditate. Find yourself scriptures that will cover your case. Number two, meditate the scriptures until you're convinced that it is the will of God for you to have the thing that you desire. Number three, create a marker or a milestone for a time that you believe that you receive. It just helps you create a reference point in your prayer life. You remember the woman with the issue of blood? You know what she said? If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. What did she do? She, she created a reference point. Right? She said, if I want, once I do that, I believe that I receive. I believe that, that I received. She could have used something else, but that's what she did. Ola Roberts, in the early days of his ministry, not the early days, but in the ministry when you know, he was going strong with healing, you know what he did? He would tell people, lay your hands on that television set. He called it a point of contact. Really, it's just a reference. 
Amen. It's just a, it's just a reference. So there's different references you can have in your, in your life. You can have a reference. Many people use January the 1st, you know, as their reference to, for things to change. But if you haven't got the wherewithal on January the 1st to make the changes, nothing will ever change. Right? But if you have that, if you have the wherewithal, if you believe that you receive, right? And you create a reference point. You can say, on July the 22nd, I believe that I receive whatever you are in need of. Would it be alright if you can practice that this morning? July the 22nd. You know, I'm not just going to tell you something. You know, let's practice something. You're going you're gonna to ask something from God. And you're going to believe that you receive. And you're going to say, July the 22nd was the day that I believed that I received. Would it be okay? Alright. Number four. Do not allow doubt, fear, or man's opinion to deter you from what you believe you have received. Because there will be a lot of people telling you, Ah, that stuff don't work. You know, we tried it back in 75 and it just didn't work out. (laughs) Number five. Be patient. (laughs) Someone's laughing about that one. You know, patience does not work until you, until you believe that you receive. Right? If you're just patient without that, you're just wasting time. Patience means I believe that I receive. And patience means I'm going to do the same thing. What I believe that I received yesterday, I believe I received today. And then when today is finished, you do tomorrow. And if it has not manifested yet, so what? That's not the big deal. Time is not the big deal. You know, time is not the factor. Right? Don't look around you and say, well, I still don't have it. You know, uh, uh, uh. you know, God plays a part and you play a part. Your part is to what? Believe that you receive. God's part is to see to it, you shall have. But you know what happens a lot? You know, it ha- what happens a lot is we pay attention to what God should be doing and is not. Right? Just like, you know, when I, when I, when my brother Dick and I, we work for my dad, you know, every once in a while, uh, you know, I would let my, let my dad know that, you know, my dear brother Dick is not really pulling out, <laughs> uh, you know, pushing or not really doing what he ought to be doing in my, in my mind. So what did my dad say? You pay attention to what I told you to do and don't even worry about your brother Dick. Shut me up. <laughs> and isn't that what you tell your kids? Right? You know, don't worry about what the other kids are doing. You know, you do what you're supposed to do. Isn't that right? So that's the same thing with, with prayer. You don't have to check up on how well God is doing. Your job is to simply believe that you receive. You've got nothing to do with the you shall have. You believe that you receive. And that's where your focus and your concentration is. Don't look around and say, well, I don't, I don't see anything. Right? That's the problem with, with, with the church. They don't see anything. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. I don't think it's working. You know? Frankly, I think that whole faith stuff is just a big hoax. <laughs> you know, it just makes people good up a little while, you know, but then... Uh, Stop working. No, 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 no. I mean, you, you got to stick with it. I believe that I receive. You be patient with it. Faith 
and patience will give you the inheritance. If need be, number six, if need be, strengthen your case by finding someone who will agree with you in Jesus' name. Right? You can pray the prayer of agreement. Right? Then two people, two parties, they are in faith. They're praying the prayer of faith with the two of them. We agree in Jesus' name. Well, that's as good as done because one can put a thousand to fly. Two can put ten thousand to flight. You don't become twice as strong, but to the tenth fold. Ooh, there's power in it. Amen. So, you know, as soon as... As soon, as soon as some of the prayers are coming up, you know, you're, and you're coming up for prayer, then you can pray the prayer of agreement based on the Word. Right? Now, don't base it on what you think or your opinion or what has happened to someone else. No, no, no. You base it on the Word. Amen. Last but not least, number seven, I believe this is extremely important. Follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit after you believe that you receive. Because guess what's going to happen? You believe that you receive. Now you're giving the Holy Spirit an opportunity to talk to you about what you believe you've received. You know, let's say you, you're in faith for $100,000. Right? You've gotten past the point of, ah, dear God, I need that. <laughs> now, you're in, now you are in faith. I believe that I receive $100,000. Now... What might happen is the Lord will talk to you about what to do. Right? He might tell you, move here. Are you willing to move? He might tell you, stay here. Are you willing to stay? He might tell you, well, give towards it. Are you willing to give? There's a lot of stuff that can happen afterwards. Follow the prompting. Same as when you get one of these emails. Right? Sometimes you get an email and you're interested in what they're trying to... Uh, sell you or whatever they're trying to or the information that you have you click on the email and it brings you to a website and it will tell you follow the promptings on the screen isn't that right so that's the same thing with the prayer of faith follow the promptings that you get afterwards maybe you're gonna have to go and get something fixed maybe you're gonna have to go and get something right whatever it takes Amen. Praise the Lord. I trust you got something out of it. Let's all stand.